I believe everyone has a story to share. I'm on a journey to discover the magic inside each person's story. Each week, I will introduce you to guests where I will dig deep and uncover the beautiful miracles from life and experiences to inspire and encourage you to live life to the fullest. My goal is to give each guest a platform to share their lives with the world in hopes that someone will be inspired to take action and live life with passion and purpose. Welcome to the Uncover Your Magic podcast with me, Ashley Donner. Are you ready? Here we go. Welcome back to Uncover Your Magic. Today's episode is one of my dream guests that I had on my vision board two years ago. And her name is Sarah Landon. And I read her book just recently. It just came out. And I asked again, <laughs> I'm about all about um, being persistent. And she said yes. And then we rescheduled and I had to keep a, in my mind, I know it all is perfect and it's working out and I wasn't supposed to interview her then. And then it got rescheduled again and I had to keep remembering it's all good. And I knew that I had to have more time. And it was this moment of this interview was definitely one of my magic moments in my life. And I know if you listen to this podcast and you follow me weekly, or if you just found this podcast, and then you go down my rabbit hole of podcasts, you will see this magic today in this interview and why I love Sarah so much and why I look at her as a soul sister. And her book is one of my, I would say all time favorites now. And I bought the audible too. And this book, the wisdom of the council is the title. It will transform your life. <laughs> and I don't mean that even as, I mean, I, it's, that's an understatement. That's how much I love this woman, what she has been put on this earth to do and how I connected with her. I listened to some podcast, you know, I love uh, Michael Sandler's podcast and I heard her on there a few years ago and I thought, oh my gosh, one day, if I could have Sarah Landon <laughs> on my show, that would be a dream come true. And here it is today you get to listen to this magical episode that I manifested. <laughs> I visualized it. I saw it. I kept listening to her. I read the book like three times. And I even use the book now as like a little Oracle card. You know, I'll open it up and see what I need to read. But let me read a little bit about her. I'm not going to read her whole entire bio, but just so you can understand why I think she's so amazing. Sarah Landon is a globally celebrated transformational leader, spiritual teacher, and channel of the council. She has been called a leader of leaders for the next generation of teachers, way showers, channels, coaches, and guides who are contributing to raising the consciousness of the planet. Passionate about living her highest potential, Sarah shines a light on the path for others to expand beyond the perceived limitations of the human experience and live as the realized masters that they are. And when I see people that 
you know, I come in contact with or people that I teach and coach and just in life come across, right? I see in them, I don't know, this light that I want to turn on brighter. And when I get to do that with my, the people that actually sign up for my classes and want to have their light shine brighter or have that intention and see that I can do that, it lights me up. And I see that in Sarah. And I think there's some connection that I have with her because when she talks and you hear her book and you see what she is doing, she makes you realize we're here for so much more, so much more. We limit ourselves to this. You know, I always say we put our blinders on and just live our life, but gosh, when you hear her message and you hear her channel, the council, and oh my gosh, you it'll resonate with you, especially if you're listening to it because you were called to it. There is no coincidences. You were called to listen to this episode and you will be connected to the council. And I know that you will read her book because it will speak to you. It spoke to me beyond through my soul. And when you realize there are no limits to life, you can have anything, you can be anything, you can do anything. And to get those programs that we've been talking and believing are true, that are so false and live this life. You know, we talk about where this earth is going and it's here now, like this expanded consciousness, this 5D, you know, all love. That's all it is. We're just, you just need to break away from those, that limited thinking and realize your thoughts are just thoughts, change them. And that's how talk to these beautiful souls that I talk to each day and help. And I, you know, how do I get out of that? And I said, change your thinking, change your thoughts. You know, it sounds simple, but it really is. That's life is simple. It doesn't have to be hard. And when you look at it from a higher perspective and knowing that everything is, is for you, for your highest good. You know, I always say that, you know, everything's working for you, not to you. When you get to that place and you can live there. And you can catch yourself. I mean, I am human. I get frustrated. Like, why isn't this happening sooner? Or, you know, why did that happen? And then you stop and you're like, wait, it, it's not going to happen yet. It's not divine timing. It's not, it, it's out of my control. And when you live with that surrender in that mindset of it's just going to happen when it's supposed to and trust that life is amazing. Like you can live life and not worry about a thing because you know that it's working for your highest good. Every single thing in your life is. That is how passionate I am. And when you believe in that and you see yourself and you can look in the mirror at yourself and say, I love you. And I know we're on this path and this is for a reason. And this is all for my highest good and my growth and my expansion here on this planet and this game of life that we're playing. You will rise to the next vibration and realize that's where you want to be living. And then you'll raise to the next vibration and live there. And you'll, you'll want to go higher and higher. And that's just how evolution works. And this, why we're here in this planet to evolve and raise the consciousness of the planet, raise this energy. It just takes one person, be the person. I mean, I, I don't even know, like the day I started this podcast and I realized, I mean, that was like, what? I'm 160 episodes now into this three years into this. And I have raised my vibration and realize that 
I used to want to share things and help people. And now I get to do it this way. And like, hopefully you get it and that you can see your worth and you can see how valuable you are. And that if you raise a vibration and just go give someone a compliment and raise their vibration, that changes the whole entire vibration of the planet. It's not hard. So I will get off my soapbox, but I, I just believe that so much. And Sarah will write, raise your vibration. She will, she is this soul, this beautiful, beautiful soul that has opened her, her gifts and she is sharing them with the world. And you are going to be following Sarah. Like I do, you're going to be reading her books, taking her classes. And I know it will resonate with you like it did me. So thank you for listening today and knowing that this is one of my bucket list guests and to listen to it all the way to the end, we, we could have kept talking. And after we finished recording, we talked for like another hour and learned we had so many things in common and I, gosh, there was parts that I wish we could have recorded, but that usually happens. But anyway, thank you for listening always and just wish you all this new, you know, it's spring, even though we don't feel it yet, this newfound feeling of energy and expansion and going into, you know, the summer months with this excitement and the knowing that you are made for so much more and to see yourself that way. That is my wish for you. So without further ado, please welcome the one and only my beautiful soul sister, Sarah Landon. Well, thank you. I'm so happy to be here. We've been looking forward to this interview for a while. So I'm glad it's finally the magical day. It is a magical day. And I know I look at it that way because I know we had to reschedule it twice. And I think if you knew that you were my dream guest <laughs> and I had to just be, okay, let's find the next day. But you are, you have been my dream guest. I heard you oh, on a podcast probably, but I, I knew it was before I've had this podcast for three years. Like I always listen to Michael Sandler's podcast. Yes. Yes. Michael's great. And I just love your voice and it's just so comforting. And then I'm drawn to you. And then you wrote this beautiful book that I have given to every single person I know and have listened to the audible and your voice and have the book here. Cause it's like my little Oracle book. Cause I open it when I know I need a message, but let me get to this before we, I want to let everyone know <laughs> before we push record, we usually visit before. And today I didn't want to do that very much because there's so many connections, Sarah, that you and I have that you're going to be like, what? Okay. Let me just start here just so I, you can understand <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> because it's so amazing and magical. So I've lived in Montana. Yes. I grew up in Seattle. Oh my gosh. I've lived now that you tell me you used to live in Del Mar. Well, that's where yes. I live. And I've yes. lived for years. <laughs> and, you know, we love dogs, but it was like when you started telling the story, you studied Tony Robbins, Wayne Dyer, you know, Abraham Hicks, that you the love for Hay House Radio. When I used to listen to that, like all yeah. these things, I'm just going, gosh, Sarah's like my soul sister. <laughs> and I think when I when I started really learning about you and, you know, understanding the council's wisdom and understanding that when I'm drawn to something like you and the the council and what you are, the message that you speak, that I am part of that. Mm-hmm. And that's what you share. Yeah. And I loved, and when you said that, it really resonated with me. 
can we go? I mean, I, I don't want to waste too much time because I've just, you're just having you here, but can you explain? I look at life from a higher perspective, knowing what I know now as, you know, we have chosen this life and I feel mm-hmm. like your brother yeah. and you, he was like this angel in your life that mm-hmm. was here on this earth with you at the yeah. same time as your brother. And he was, you were his sister to open your gifts, to tell mm-hmm. you, hello, Sarah, wake up. I'm, I I did this for you. So does that yeah. resonate with you? Oh, very much. So very much. So my brother was just always this very bright light in the world. He was a, a very handsome man, but also just that huge heart and so kind and everyone loved him. He was just that guy, you know, and I remember in my life thinking, well, you know, as long as I always have Tim, uh, I can get through anything, you know, and when our our parents passed away and those types of things. And I, I never could have imagined, you know, the phone call I received the day that he passed away and, or made his transition in a car crash. And it was just the shock. It was really, the most shocking experience of my life thus far. (laughs) And yet, if I were to have that same experience now, you know, back to what you were talking about with the perspective I have on life now, it wouldn't be such a shocking experience. And I do believe there was this overwhelming guidance that was there even when I wasn't as conscious and aware of that as I am now. I did feel that. And so I ended up flying to Alaska. I was living in Seattle at the time. My brother was in Alaska and I flew up there. We went to this family viewing. I walked in, you know, there's his body sitting there and it was on the left side of the room. And, you know, you could literally feel the heaviness of the energy before you even walked in the room. But certainly when you walked in the room, just the, the, the sadness, the grief, the heaviness, And so after I stood over his body, I went and sat down on this chair and I explained it. And people are like, oh, I know what you're talking about. Exactly. A high school auditorium, when you're there for like a a program or something, they have these folding metal chairs and it was those kind of chairs. They were so cold in Alaska in November And I just remember not only feeling the heaviness of the room, but just how cold this chair was. And I sat there for a few minutes and, you know, I could hear my family crying. It was, it was very somber. And after a while, I still wish I could find the words exactly, but the best I can do is it was like this warm liquid love just started pouring in through the top of my head and went through my entire body. And I was completely warm and I was completely and totally in peace, a level of peace. I didn't even know existed like absolute peace. And I heard over my right shoulder, my brother said, I'm still here. I'm just not in there. And he was referring to his body. So back in my head, I said, where are you? And he said, I'm just as here as I ever was. I just left the density of the body and I'm at a rate of vibration. You can't interpret with your physical senses, which were not normal words that I used at that time at all. And I said, 
well, what about heaven and hell? And he said, oh, it's, it's not like that. It's just pure love. It's just pure love. And so after a few minutes, moments, I don't really know how long it was. All of a sudden that energy receded and I was back in the room. It was very clear to me that I am the only one who heard what had just occurred, but I still was in peace. I still was peaceful and that peace stayed with me and really has never left me. My incredible love for my brother <laughs> allowed me to get over the fact that that was weird and that was woo woo. And as much as I wanted to deny that that occurred, I wanted so much to feel that again and to connect with him again and to talk to him again. So at the time, I didn't know how to consciously, intentionally summon that to my experience where I do now. And I believe we all have the ability to communicate with anyone, anywhere, anytime in this physical form or beyond. But I continued to have these spontaneous experiences for, for several years where my brother would come in and talk to me. And it, it was undeniable. It was just undeniable. I All of a sudden, I would feel the energy and I'd be sitting at a restaurant and this waiter would be walking towards me and I would feel the energy and I knew his name was going to be Tim. And sure enough, his name would be Tim. Yeah. So, you know, it was just something I couldn't deny. And I think because of that love, it allowed me to keep my heart open, to keep my channel open, to keep my connection open and stay curious and and allowed this. So I believe that interaction with him for the, the period of time that that went on was a bit of an initiation of getting my body and my vessel ready. When I was in the height of my corporate career, needing sleep more than ever before, I started waking up in the middle of the night. And the answers to the questions that I had been seeking all of a sudden started coming through me. The energy was so high. I would wake up wide awake in the middle of the night, usually around 3 a.m. And I would just start writing and then it would stop, just dead stop. And I'd go back to sleep and I'd read it the next morning. And it was the most incredible wisdom. Again, I didn't know at the time that I could consciously intentionally summon that, that that is a process called automatic writing, which everybody can do. I just, I had never heard of anyone having that experience. I didn't know anything about it, but the messages that were coming through were just so profound and they really were just coming through. They weren't coming from my mind. And then fast forward, I ended up in a yoga class one day next to this woman, well, like three days in a row, but <laughs> I didn't know this at the time, but she'd gotten a group on for like three visits to this yoga studio, right? This was the third day. She only went because she had this coupon and she was never coming back again. So had that not happened, I don't even know what my life would be like, but she said, I'm a QHHT practitioner. And I had no concept of that at the time. It was a technique developed by Dolores Cannon, quantum healing hypnosis technique. She said, I help people get in touch with their higher selves or their high self. And at the time I was like, I, yeah, I need to talk to my soul, my high self, whatever you want to call it. We, we need to chat. <laughs> and so she came over to do a session with me. And after a period of time, you know, she goes through this beautiful meditation. All of a sudden, the energy of my body just 
went to a level uh, beyond, beyond. And this love and this energy of love started pouring through me. And all of a sudden my voice changed, the cadence of my voice changed. And this voice went on to answer her questions about everything you could imagine, your purpose, God, the meaning of life, you know, personal information, personal information for me, personal information for her. And, uh, you know, eventually after many, 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 many sessions, I became very clear that this wisdom that was coming through me was changing my life, was changing her life, was changing anybody's life that I shared it with. And although it was my greatest fear ever to go out publicly and tell people I channel a group of ascended master beings called the council, I just couldn't not do it. I couldn't imagine being at the end of my life and having never had the courage to see, to just to see what, what, how it would unfold. And it's just, the council said very early on to me, if you will just live this, you will have a life beyond your wildest dreams. To which I replied, I have some pretty big dreams. I'm not sure that you could deliver anything beyond my wildest dreams, but it is. And they have. And it just, my life is absolutely beyond my wildest dreams. And over 10 years ago, right about 10 years ago, probably, I made this vision board. And I do believe it's really fun to me to have a vision board. It sits in my office. It's still the same one. (laughs) Some things have been updated. But I look at it and I get excited and I'm like, yes, I want to experience that. And I want to experience that. And I, you know, that's in my life for a reason that was inspired for a reason. And I just continue to hold the awareness of us and the presence of it. But I was very specific. I was going to write a book and it was going to be published by Hay House and it was going to be a bestseller. Now, at the time, I had absolutely no reason whatsoever to think that that was even possible for me. I woke up in the middle of the night one night and in this awareness that said, Sarah Landon is a spiritual teacher. And this is about the time that I was doing the automatic writing. And the only person I knew about that was a spiritual teacher was Wayne Dyer. I'm like, well, here, Wayne Dyer is a doctor. He's been doing this for 30 years. He has this PBS special, you know, who am I to everything, right? That I'm going to write a book with Hay House like Wayne Dyer. I also, years later, when someone shared with me that I should check out Abraham Hicks because, you know, she's a channel and and I should check her out. In fact, I actually found the note in my phone. I put it in the notes of my phone because I couldn't remember the name. I kept thinking the producer, Jerry Abrams, and why why was anybody telling me to reach out to him? And so I watched this co-creating with the masters, I think it was called event where Wayne Dyer was interviewing Abraham Hicks. And I remember saying, Oh my gosh, I want to have that experience. Right. There was like 2000 people in the audience and then Wayne Dyer passes away. Right. I'm like, Oh, well, gosh, I'm never going to have that experience. Well, so not only did I publish a book with Hay House, but they, they actually came to me and offered me a book deal and said, do you have a book? And it was, because of an event I did exactly like that, that had about 25,000 people with Mike Dooley. And if anybody's watched The Secret or in personal development, you know, Mike Dooley is just uh, like the most incredible teacher and transformational leader and just this amazing human being that is 
so dedicated to living enlightenment and all that is possible for us. And so we connected and became great friends. He did some sessions with the council. We thought, well, let's just do a live virtual event where Mike's asking questions to the council. And then that has now turned into a book, which I spent the last few days recording the audiobook to that. It will be released on June 13th. It's for pre-order right now. You can pre-order it. And then the book I did publish with Hay House last year is The Wisdom of the Council. So it's just been an incredible ride. I know what it's like to hear something like this and be like, well, that's all fine and great, but I don't know what my gift is, or I don't know how that would ever be possible for me. And that's exactly where I was in my life 10 plus years ago. And I couldn't have imagined how it would unfold. And I certainly wouldn't have considered being able to channel non-physical beings a gift (laughs) at that time. But we all have this ability. We all have this extraordinary life here for us. And as we were talking about personal development and things like that, I was always very spiritual. I explored many different religions. I explored metaphysics at a very young age and reincarnation. And and then I got very into personal development and loved it. Really, I, I learned so much. There's so many incredible teachers out there. I was just very satiated by all of that. And then all of a sudden I hit this wall essentially. And the council will explain it as when you've risen to the top of what's possible in a particular dimension of consciousness, usually what happens is all the energy goes out of it. And so they would explain personal development is very much a fourth dimensional experience of changing and fixing and healing and processing and working on yourself and setting goals and taking massive action. There's nothing wrong with that, but there is creation and manifestation and a higher potential beyond that. And I know now that the energy went out of that because I was being guided into yet another level of consciousness where what you want and need shows up even before you know you need it, where you experience true creation, where manifestation is beyond, 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 and that it's it's from a place of absolute knowing and being and not doing, 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 fixing, 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 which is a whole different way of living. And I truly believe that, you know, if you reverse engineer and look back to my brother's transition and all that has occurred, it was all leading to this now, this time, this, all of this. And I just see how perfect it really is. And, you know, one of the things the council says is when you come into realization or enlightenment, all of a sudden it's not... things aren't happening to you. Everything's happening for you. And even beyond that, everything is happening of you. But it's not just happening for you. You understand that it's bringing you into another level of power. It's bringing you into another level of clarity so that you can consciously and intentionally create your reality the way you want it to be. But we no longer have to entangle with lack and limitation and fear and doubt in order to have more of what we want. And so many times people say, well, I don't know what I want. And it's, you really do. Do you want to be broke or do you want to be abundant and prosperous? Do you want to be sick or do you want to experience well-being? Do you want to feel fear and doubt or do you want to feel joy and love? So the council often says, 
joy, love, peace, harmony, well-being, abundance, prosperity, freedom. These are the things that we really are. And we're here to experience in our fullness and create our lives the way we want them to be, whatever that means for you. And to come to this place of absolute knowing, which is so powerful. So the council is reading your book and you, but you know, I always walk around saying galore, galore, have everything I need and more galore, galore. I love that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you know, I, in the other thing, I think what, like, even at the beginning of the book, when you talk about, or when they go like, go back 10 years and how proud are you? And I'm always, I have two daughters that are in 13, 14 and 16. And, you know, it's like celebrating, look at where yeah. you are now, like yeah. you know, this little time of their life, you know, in this short period, yeah. but let's yeah. do that and how important that is. But, mm-hmm. you know, when I had that experience reading that or listening to you talk, cause I had it in my ears every morning, it made me really go back and think, gosh, do people do that? You know, they're just wrapped up in the, in like what you say, like the, the lack or the limitation and the, these limiting beliefs that they've practiced and, you know, basically become a habit. You know, you talk about doubt is a habit, you know, that Mm -hmm. council talks Mm -hmm. about that. And I think that's such a great way to explain these habits that we only habits. Yeah. And they really are habits. If you think about doubt, and this, this was something that recently came through on, on one of our master's class calls. And what is the doubt, right? What is it really showing you? And it, it's essentially the little child within you, that little girl within you that creates the doubt because he or she doesn't want to be disappointed. Mm-hmm. So and true. yet if we step back from that, the greatest disappointment of all is to not live your fullest potential, to not live the life you want to live here. And while I know that this is just a journey that continues, this is your one life. This one you're living now is the most important life. And we're here at a time where so much more is possible than ever before. And us living fully and being all that we are and loving fully is what we're here to do. And so when you start looking at doubt as just this, this habit of going to that part of you that doesn't want to be disappointed. Right. Yeah. I love that. And you can see it from there. You really start to shift the doubt into knowing and a lot of times people need to take the step from doubt to faith, to believing, to trusting, and then to absolute knowing, but you don't have to take all those steps. Right. You can just move fully into the absolute knowing, but that is being in the moment and that, that shift can occur in the moment for sure. But it's the it's the awareness. And the council always says they come forth to being a grander perspective of who we are and why we are here and what is possible for us. And that awareness allows us to experience something we've never experienced before. 
to manifest something we've never manifested for before, to create things we've never been able, known that we were capable of creating before. And so if you can let absolute knowing in, it can create powerful shifts in your life. And the council says all of your power is in the now moment. Right. And so if you feel into something and you come to this place of absolute knowing, your only job then becomes not to doubt and deny it. Mm-hmm. Stay in joy, stay focused on what you love, be in the excitement of it, feel the excitement of getting ready for it. Just like when someone you love is flying into town or coming to visit you or, or significant others coming home from a trip, you know, they're coming, you get excited about it. You're counting the moments and there's that just, you know, you know, now, okay. The flight gets delayed by an hour or something happens, but you still know you you're in that eager anticipation and excitement. And the council says our spectrum of emotions that are possible for us now are instead of going from shame and guilt to peace, to joy, to bliss, we can really elevate ourselves beyond lack and limitation and fear and separation and doubt such that our spectrum of emotions is calm, balanced, present, excited, blissful, eager, passionate, joyful, happy, calm, present, blissful, excited. And it, it really is possible for us to live in a state of consciousness where that's our spectrum of emotions, that calmness is, is, and not that that's a lower vibration, but if you were looking at the level by which something feels really, really good or exciting, right. Versus you know, sometimes being just calm and peaceful is the best feeling in that moment. Sure. When the council talks about also that there's no, they don't, they don't talk it. There's no contrast. Right. So that was fascinating to me because, you know, we talk like Abraham talks about the contrast a lot. Mm -hmm. I have tremendous respect and, um, and just love for Esther, for Abraham, I think what they have done in the world is just, I I think they have changed the world. I think that they have brought so many people to these types of teachings and made it very mainstream and have created huge shifts on this planet in consciousness. And I just have tremendous um, respect and love for Abraham. I feel that my particular role and, and, the messages that come through with the council are the next evolution of that. Mm -hmm. And, and someone and many others will come after me that are the next evolution of the council's teachings. And so there are some things that they say very differently. We kept getting these questions about contrast and I'm like, where's this coming from? You know? And someone said, Oh, it's an Abraham teaching. And so it's not wrong. It's just a different perspective. But what the council says is everything is potential. Right. I love that. It's not contrast. It's potential. Everything is potential. And what you focus on and the meaning you're giving it is creating your reality. So if you judge that thing that is just pure potential, 
as bad or wrong. You're the one giving it that meaning. I can look back at a lot of things in my life and they cover every base. You know, it's just, it's my brother's transition. I had cancer. I went through a divorce. I left a very successful business and I went through so many things in my life that I know what it's like when something appears to be the most awful thing that could happen. Right. And yet that's, you've never had a bad day. Well, I don't have bad days anymore. I will tell you that I have in my life probably had some bad days, but since living the council's wisdom, someone said, do you ever have a bad day? And I saw it in an interview of a question written down and I rarely ever see him. And I said, I want to address that because no, I do not have a bad day. I might have a moment of being upset. I, this happened recently over the silliest thing. And I got upset. And I like, I could feel it in every cell of my body. And I know exactly what the story was that I was telling myself, but I was just in reaction. And I literally walked into my bedroom and I walked into the closet where it was dark and I just closed my eyes and I'm like, I'm going to breathe and I'm not leaving this closet until I am in peace. And I just sat there and I was breathing with my eyes closed. At first I was shaking. I was so ticked Mm. off. And then I just kept breathing and I just found that I was okay. I'm relaxed a little bit more. And it took maybe a minute or two. And I was back in total peace, total harmony. And then I started laughing. I'm like, this is so ridiculous. Okay. This is ridiculous. And then I came back out and all of a sudden it was just like, Oh, I, I got it. Like, I know why this upset me. I can clearly consciously from a present place of where I am now, even explain why that felt that way to me without being in it. And we all have this ability. It comes back to, for me, it's really about in what way am I denying my power in this moment? Mm -hmm. And the second I got, you know, my body relaxed, I could see exactly where I was denying my power and telling myself a story that I don't have power in that situation or that I'm not responsible to choose the way I want something to be or, or somebody had done something to me. Right. And then it was like, Oh no, nobody can do that. Only I can choose that. And so these teachings, again, all from the council have just completely taken my life to another level and, there's just no greater joy than when someone says to me, you know, the council's teachings changed my life. And I'm just, I, I just want to hug them and laugh because I'm like, I know me too. <laughs> so I'm just so grateful. And it's, that's me. I mean, I, that's me, but when they also talk about what I love too, cause I'm always one, you're either coming from love or you're coming from fear. Yeah. So, what, you know, even doing that, yeah. going to the closet, right. But the, the council, like everything underneath the fear is love. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. And the sooner you can make that correlation and go, okay, this feels like fear, but what is it really? And they give lots of examples to it, right? If you're afraid that your child is, is going on this trip with some friends and it's the first time, you know, they've ever driven in a car with other kids their age to go on, you know, something like that. And you're all in fear and you're stressed and you're worried. Well, what's really behind it? Your love for your child. 
your you love for your child. <laughs> yeah. My 16 year old just got her driver's yeah. license. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's exactly it. It's that fear and worry and you're deeming yourself powerless and you're, you're a victim. I have to let her do this. And I don't have the power versus going into the highest level of consciousness and really knowing that she has a higher self that is always watching over her too. And you know, you know that nothing is going to happen to her that is not in her highest and best good from her soul and her higher self's level. And you go to that place of love. Right. Yeah. It's definitely been part of my life yeah. because it's only been yeah. like a week and a half. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. It's a different experience yeah. feeling inside of me. Yeah. Like, like and then I yeah. listened to the council talk about that. And I thought I'm coming from fear so much when she gets in that car. Yeah. Yes. Below that fear is love and to know. And I always say, you know, we do our prayer. We talk to mm-hmm. the angels. We, yeah cover the car in white light. <laughs> I mean, it's like these, my daughter's like, okay, mom. But I just, I know that. And I, um, just as, you know, being a mom and watching them grow, you know, it's like a different, you know, you think the fear and I'm like, I'm not coming from fear. I'm coming from love. Cause you know, but yeah, yeah I just love that. And I have to say to all parents out there, just to touch on what you just said, I cannot tell you how many people have said to me, you know, I, I say this stuff to my kids and they think I'm crazy. And the council's like, Oh no, 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 no. They think you're amazing. They are soaking up everything you're saying and they will live from a higher level of what's possible in their own life because of exactly what it is you're saying. Like I let's put white light around the car so as I said, I was just recording the audiobook for The Dream, The Journey, Eternity, and God, the second book coming out in June. And this whole thing was part of it. They were talking about how as you continue to elevate your consciousness and your awareness, these things outside of you, like Archangel Michael, which was one of the actual examples, or an ascended master being, or a collective of beings, right? we give them a name, we give them a personality, we think about them as outside of us, but it allows us to focus our awareness on the energy of that and evoking the energy of that in our life. And so in the example of Archangel Michael, most people would say, well, you know, he's the protector, right? So you put Archangel Michael over your your car or over your house. And they're saying, that's a really powerful realization that you have the power to evoke Archangel Michael and his presence and his energy in your life. And they said, and then the next evolution of that is you understand that that energy is you. It's an aspect of you that you became aware of that you began to integrate. And at some point you understand Archangel Michael is not outside of you. Right. It it's all your energy. Right. Oh, Sarah. <laughs> right. And so yeah. will you explain on that? ending on that place would how the council, how you, how they describe who they are. And that, like mm-hmm. I said, in the beginning, we, whoever is listening or drawn to this material is part of the council. And yeah. my question would be also, I mean, on top of that is, are we part of the council, our higher self? Like, are we part of that? How do you see yeah. that? 
Well, so they explain that they're a collective of ascended master beings that are really focused on the higher perspective of what's possible in the human experience and to come at into the place of knowing that you are a realized master of your life and it can be everything you want it to be. They are focused because of their great love for humanity and the planet and the animals. They're focused on staying on that side, that part of us, so that we can live our highest potential and draw to us the awareness of how to create that in our life. There are other collectives, and I and I don't mean to impose any sort of separation. Everything is source. You are a unique extension of source, and you are a collective of source and a multidimensional version of source, and you can focus yourself back into source in any moment. And so some people might channel the Octurians or the Pleiadians or angels or a particular being, you know, it's, it's unique to everyone. And and sometimes people have lots of different experiences. They channel lots of different things. And sometimes people will channel a particular collective for a while. And then that changes. It's all perfect. If you're having those experiences, if you think, I think these messages are coming from Archangel Gabriel, and that's the sense you're getting or Metatron, then it's, then it is, that's, it is trust that. And the council said, it doesn't really matter what you call us, but we understand you need a name. So the council's fine, but they are really focused on living our highest potential, living as a master within the earth experience, reaching the highest levels of potential and possibility in the earth experience. And that's where we're at. And that's what this is about to fully realize, which is often we go through awakening and then the next piece of that is realization and there's things beyond that, but they were here to fully self-realize to integrate every part of us and come into our power and live like the master that we are. And they say, you are us and we are you. They say we are the higher selves or the future selves of every single one of you that are listening to this and will ever listen to this. And many people describe the council as this feeling of coming home. They, my voice changes a little bit. The cadence of my voice changes and people feel this resonance with the voice, the, the, the energy, the vibration in the voice, and often describe it as this feeling of coming home. And that's because you are, you're coming home to you. And yeah, go ahead. You know, I get that. Like I told you before, like I get tears in my eyes, I get this goosebumps, I feel it. So if you didn't listen to, if you didn't talk to the woman that had the group on it, the Mm -hmm. yoga, where she didn't show up that day and you were open to that, why, why you, like what, you know, like, would they have found somebody, somebody else that was searching? Like, how does that, how do they? Yeah. Good question. I, I really think it's all based on our own asking. I really was asking. I wasn't consciously aware that I was asking to channel a group of non-physical ascended master beings, but I was, I was seeking something and it was, I could not let it go. I could not let it go. I had 
questions and I had searched religions and personal development and read all these books. And I'm like, none of these are answering my questions. I read other channel material, which I thought was incredible, but it still wasn't answering my questions. Mm -hmm. And it was this insatiable desire to really answer the question, what is my highest potential and how do I live it? Because I don't think I've ever seen anyone else fully live it in the way I know I am being called to do it. And I don't have the awareness. And I absolutely believe that that was part of my life purpose and my path and my destiny. I don't think I would have had that strong of an inner calling to that if it wasn't part of my path. And I think it was the perfect time. So it didn't appear to be the perfect time in my life at the moment. I had left a very lucrative corporate job and I just knew I had to resign. I just knew it. I knew I I had written months ago in a journal, I will resign by this date. And I didn't remember that. But after I resigned, I was like, what was that date again? And I went back and I looked, it was the exact date. Mm -hmm. I resigned because I had an opportunity with some partners to acquire a personal development company and create new programs and workshops and processes and events and all sorts of things. And I was going to run the company and the other partners had other roles. So I resigned from my corporate career. I moved to a different state where I knew no one except the people that were part of that deal. And I got there. It was choiceless to go. My boyfriend was like all on board. I don't know why he was just on board. He helped me go. We, I brought my dogs, my cats. I was only supposed to be there for like three months. Hmm. And I get there in about a month, he and I broke up. The deal fell apart. I left my corporate job. I'm living in a town where I really knew no one. In Seattle? Well, I had gone to Colorado. Okay. And I was from Seattle. And I was like, oh my gosh, I just destroyed my life. Like I just completely messed up my whole life. And yet my intuition was so strong, so clear. I was following the energy. I was following the light before I knew that's what it was, what I was doing. And I thought, how could I have screwed this up? I can't believe I just got myself into this situation. Not to mention I had several properties and a house and all the stuff back in Washington that I was paying for. And here I am renting a place in a state and a town that I don't know anyone. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, I thought I, ha- I had created the most greatest failure of my life. And so you had the magic moment. Had the magic moment. You know, I, I, I meet this woman. I start channeling the council. I literally had several months where there was absolutely nothing I was doing but walking my dogs, channeling the council, listening to the replay, reading the information, the transcripts, doing my automatic writing every day, getting my, and I was just living it. And mm-hmm. y- you want to talk about galore, galore, if everything I needed more, you know, when the council first brought that in, I was like, oh, I do not have everything I needed more. Uh, I have a financial problem. <laughs> I need a heck of a lot more. I had no income coming in and I was going through my entire savings very quickly. And I'm like, I'll just get a job. And it was like, no, 
I, I, I couldn't, I, I thought, Oh, I'll just go back to the corporate world. And it was like, no, like the thought of even doing it made me sick. Hmm. And, and I want a preference. I worked with the most incredible people in the corporate world. I had the greatest career. I had the greatest ride of, it was amazing. I loved my clients. I loved what I did. I loved my, I loved everything about it, but there came a point when just the energy totally went out of it. And I was like, I was sitting in a room. I had watched three days of PowerPoint presentations and I was like, oh, I'm done. I'm done. This is not my life. I cannot spend my life doing this. This is not what I'm on this earth to do. Like I, this is not my purpose. I do not know what it is, but this is not it. And almost immediately the opportunity came in to do the personal development project. And I just jumped. I was like, yes, that is way more in line, but I'm so grateful now. Although that seemed like something that fell apart my life came together after that fell apart. And I honestly, I, I can't even, I, I will start crying <laughs> if I fully go into explaining this, but I have the most incredible relationship now with the absolute love of my life, a relationship, a connection that I could never have imagined. I, it's literally like we're, we're, two souls or one soul in two bodies. And I mean, he's just everything I've ever dreamed of. I live in a place I absolutely love. I do what I love every day. If someone would have said, what do you love back then? I would have said, I just love talking about spirituality all day. And at the time, like the council's wisdom and the, the Q, the woman um, became, you know, my very best friend. And we would talk for hours about the council's wisdom and what was going on and the synchronicities and the divine orchestration. And I'm like, this is what I love, but how do you make a life out of that? Right? Well, I never could have imagined zoom or podcasts or all that stuff happening, but oh my gosh, I just, it is beyond my wildest dreams. I could have never imagined so much joy and so much love. And the people I meet like you, I just it's like exactly that. This is my soul sister. We've been on the same journey. And they explain that we have a vibrational signature. Everyone does. And that that vibrational signature is known. Ooh, I just got chills. Throughout the entire universe, you know your soulmates as a vibrational signature. And you know where they are in any moment. And you can draw yourselves together. You know each other. And to me, that's just what occurred here. You know, it was all those divine orchestrations, the synchronicities, all those things that, that you just, you know, you know, there is that connection there. Oh gosh. You know, when I think of where I was before I read this book to where I am now, and it hasn't been that long. (laughs) Yeah. When something speaks to you, always talk about the breadcrumbs. I always talk yeah. about the breadcrumbs and yeah. I just start people like, just keep going and picking up the breadcrumbs and, mm-hmm. and, you know, just, you know, that that's part of, you know, you're creating. And, you know, when you talk about the way you, or the wisdom of the, or the council talks about the way you, that your perception of God is mm-hmm. how you create your reality. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You see life. And I do yeah. that. I walk my dogs in the morning and I am just in awe. 
and yeah. in tears and lately, especially because I've been listening to you <laughs> and whatever, but it's like, you know, and then you hear those words that just resonate to you and you just have this knowing mm-hmm. that this is perfect. And we are here. We have chosen this yeah. and our vibration yeah. raises. And then you listen to the ones that are living the 3d why we come, we chose to come in this 3d Um, reality and we can choose to live in the 5d reality and it's just that choice but they also talk about choice less right yeah they talk about making big decisions versus allowing things to be choiceless and why something is a big decision is because in some way you are imposing lack and limitation on your experience either a limited amount of time the lack of time, the lack of money, the lack of opportunity, the lack. And so when we're trying to make a big decision, we're literally holding ourselves in density. We're lowering our consciousness. We're lowering our vibration. The council said fear equals fewer options. So if you're trying to make a big decision, because there's only one option or there's only one or two options, you know, stay or go. And you create this fear through your experience of creating limitation, fear equals fewer options. So the more fear you're in, the less options you feel like you have. And they say, love makes anything and everything possible. And so they started talking about this and they said, don't make any big decisions. Don't make any big decisions. They said, if your boyfriend walks in the door and says, I'm moving out and leaving, that's not a big decision you make, right? If your boss says, you know what, we're laying everybody off tomorrow, that's not a big decision. If you are sitting in a corporate meeting in your job and all of a sudden the words, I'm going to resign today, come out of your mouth, you did not make a big decision. It just happened, right? It just, you in the moment, in the energy, that's what happened. Or for example, it was at a period of time I was renting this beautiful house. I was dear friends with the owner of the house. She and I got together every Tuesday. She's like, I want you to live here forever. I just love having you here. You know, stay as long as you want. And I woke up one morning and I was having this dream that I was moving. And I would pick up a box and I would just flip it basically. And everything would fall on the shelf where it was supposed to go. And then I'd go into my closet and I'd flip this box and all the clothes would go on the hanger. It was just, I was like, whoa. And then I wake up and I literally said out loud, Oh my God, I'm so glad I'm not moving. And it wasn't two hours later. I got a message from her and she said, I know this is a surprise to you. And it was to me, but I need to move back into the house. I'm going to sell it. And I need to live in it for a period of time before I sell it. And I was, I mean, I was like, whoa, (laughs) that it made my head spin. It was that out of the blue. And I'm like, and I won't go into the whole story, but there were many different signs. I asked for a sign and almost instantly it came. I asked for another sign out and I said, okay, so this is divinely orchestrated and I don't know what's going on here. Well, long story short, I was having dinner with some friends one day and and they said, why are you living here? You really should be living here in this area. And I'm like, no, 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 I couldn't live there. I couldn't live there. And all of a sudden my heart opened so huge. And I was like, Oh, I could live there. I went home 
I found a house that had been listed that day. Mm-hmm. Two days later, I went to the house. I wasn't there for 15 minutes. I was writing a check and signing contracts. And within 17 days, I moved into what is now my house, oh, wow. which is a beautiful ranch with a property and a beautiful rose garden. My birthday present to myself that year was a little stuffed Palomino yellow horse that I got myself for that my birthday. Cause I'm like, well, I can't have a horse. I moved here seven days later, I bought a horse and it was delivered here. And 10 days after I moved here, I met my partner. Oh my gosh. And it was like, oh my God, my life just completely went into a whole new <laughs> new chapter, a new book, a new level. It was really synchronistic to the opening chapter of the book, which was what I was writing at the same time that all of this was happening. So I didn't make any big decision. It was just every step of the way was choiceless. Yes. Now, was there a point in time where I went, am I okay? <laughs> Is this going to be okay? And I just asked for signs and they, they would instantly, almost instantly show up. And it was so harmonious. I basically had one day on my calendar in that entire month because of courses and interviews and things I had going on. I call the moving company. I call this moving company and she's like, oh, we're booked for months. There's no way. Call this moving company. I call them and she's like, no, we're booked for months. She goes, well, hold on, hold on. I'm on hold. Five minutes later, she comes back and she said, I just had a cancellation, but you have to take this day. This is the only day we have, but it's time I get off the phone. Someone else will have it. If you don't book it, it was the exact day, the exact day that I could do it. And the movers came, everything got moved. It was just like, it was just like the dream. It was just like the dream. So choiceless, just allow it to be choiceless. And there's, there's, Big things and there's little things, you know, everything's the same, right? Everything can be choiceless for you. The council says you're just doing it before you even realize you made a choice. You're just in the car on the way there before you realize you made some big decision. It was just choiceless. Mm-hmm. And it's a completely different way of living your life. And it's so magical. Yes, that if you want to live in the magic, that's yeah. the key right there. Yes, we do. Okay. I want to ask yes. you question and then we'll bring the camera. Yes. Okay. Okay. So you were talking about your horse, but I was having this conversation with the girls today, this morning about the power of love and how you manifest, how you created Patrick, the horse, mm-hmm. like, cause I was explaining to them, like when you have love behind you and you are, you know, and you always are focused on love, it doesn't, you don't need the money. You don't need nothing. You just focus on that love. Yeah. And, and so I was telling them the story. Yeah. Patrick. Can we share that a little bit? Yes. Yes. And it just brings tears to my eyes because there's no, I mean, to me, it's just truth on every level. I just, I got chills when you said it, even it's the power of manifestation is all about love. If you really think about it, if you really love something, if you really, really love something, you, it's yours. It's part of you. You know it. And if you need money, the money will come. If you don't need it and there's an easier, more effortless way for you to have it, that will present itself to you. So when I was a kid, well, I'll I'll back up. My sister, who was older than me, always wanted a horse and could never have a horse. 
And by the time I came along, my family lived on a thoroughbred racehorse farm and, and trained racehorses. And I did not like horses. <laughs> they were really scary to me back then because I was really little and they were really huge and wild. And I did not really like horses. And so I was always around horses. I didn't really understand why my sister wanted one until the day I was at my aunt's best friend's house. And there was this pasture full of horses and this Palomino, which is yellow, you know, blonde colored horse with a white mane and tail walks out of the pasture. And I was just completely in love. Like, this is my horse. I love this horse. And the woman said, well, he's not for sale. And it was my aunt's best friend. And he's not for sale. She's like, I owned his mother. I fold him. I've had him my whole life. I think he was seven or eight at the time. She's like, he's not for sale. You can have that horse. She said, and I'm like, no, I don't want that horse. I want this horse. So I would go ride him. I was obsessed with him. I was completely in love with him. I would go stay at her house so that I could ride Patrick. And it wasn't too long before she realized that, you know, she better give up because this is my horse. Right. And, um, she exchanged sewing jobs. My mom was a beautiful seamstress and made gorgeous like Pendleton jackets. And this woman exchanged sewing jobs, like with my mom for Patrick. And we took Patrick back to our place. He's one of the greatest loves of my life. And it was my love for Patrick that made all that possible. He was nothing fancy, but all of a sudden I wanted to show him. And my family's like, well, he's not really a show horse. Long story short, I just love this horse so much that anything became possible. And after I started showing, then I wanted to show in higher class horse shows. And then about four or five years later, I wanted to go to the world show. And my family's like, we can't do that. What are you talking about? And so they basically said, well, if you qualify, we'll talk about it. And I, there was nothing to, I'm just, we're going to the world show. And that was in Texas at the time. And, and I was at this one class that I had to win in order to qualify for the world show. And I went in and and did my pattern and I came out and I'm like, I know we just won. I know it. And I didn't, I could have just left at that point because I knew it in every cell of my body. And sure enough, we won. We went to the world show. It was one of the most incredible experiences of my life, but I share the dichotomy here. And, you know, you talk about those things like doubt, and where that comes from. And it's that little girl inside of you that is trying to protect you. And, and, you know, I hope in sharing this, someone else will make a correlation in their own life because this was huge for me. When I was around the same age, I was probably eight or nine or something like that. And my aunt was studying metaphysics and working with a channel. And one of the things was that you can have anything you want. All you have to do is visualize it, focus on it. You can have anything you want. And so I'm in school one day, like I think I'm in third grade probably. And the teacher was doing a contest, giving away a jar of jelly beans. And you had to guess how many jelly beans were in the jar. And whoever won, you know, got closest to the number won the jelly beans. So for days, I'm visualizing the jelly beans. I'm waiting for the number I'm vision and I write this number and I know it's going to be that number. And I did not win the jelly beans. Mm. And I remember the girl, the, their face and her name and everything, you know, the girl that won the jelly beans. Right. And I was devastated. I'm like, I guess that doesn't work. I guess you can't have what you want. And I made this belief in that moment of, okay, 
it doesn't always work and you can't really have everything you want. And, and it stuck with me for many years mm-hmm. until the council brought that teaching through. And I had this epiphany. Like I almost came out of channel and was like, oh, oh my God, I have to tell you. This story. Right. <laughs> I do not like candy. I do not like jelly beans. I don't like sugary candy, like Skittles, jelly beans. I never had. I didn't even really like jelly beans. I just wanted to prove that right. I could do it. I definitely did not love jelly beans. And I had that epiphany in that moment that the council first brought that teaching through of you can have anything you want, but the love is the power behind it that makes it possible. And then it was so easy for me to see the difference between absolute innocent, unwavering, undeniable love for Patrick that I couldn't shut off or turn off if I tried versus jelly beans, which I don't even really like. Oh, that is amazing. And I was like, oh, I get it now. I get it. And it, it literally all of a sudden my whole life flashed before my eyes. And I saw everything that I loved when I really loved something, it always happened. It always worked out. It always manifested. And the things that I was trying to push and force that were not coming from love didn't. Right. And when people ask, I get this question often and someone will say, well, I, I really want to be wealthy. I've known my whole life that I was supposed to be wealthy or prosperous, or I hear the council talk about abundance. And the first thing they will ask you, if you ask that question is, do you really love money? Do you love? Hmm. Is the energy that you direct around money love? And I remember when they first said this, I'm like, oh, oh. <laughs> where are they going with this? Right. What are they talking about? And they said money's energy, just like anything else. And they're saying, don't give your power away to it. Don't make it your identity. Don't get attached to, oh, it's mine, or I have to have it, or your value is somehow correlated to that. It's like, but imagine how you're talking to money, right? If someone's struggling with money, you left me, you're gone. You never show up for me, Mm -hmm. right? Money is so frustrating. I can't stand it. It's so, I wish there wasn't money on the planet, right? And that same person is the one saying, I want money. And they're saying, I hate money. I wish money didn't exist on our planet, right? Mm -hmm. And the council say, well, it's very easy to see that you're not really wooing and alert, you know, magnetizing money to you when you're saying, I want it, but I hate it Mm -hmm. or I resent it. And they said, you know, the best thing about money is money has no memory. So it has no idea all the terrible things you've been saying and feeling about it and telling other people about it. Money has no memory. So in this moment, if you want to shift from how you were feeling to love and appreciation of living in the flow and and being abundant and money is this incredible energy that you can share in the world and be this conduit of infinite abundance and what a blessing it is for you and a blessing it is to share it, you can change your relationship with money in this moment. And it's all about love. Right. Oh, love it. Love, love, yeah. love. That just there was, I didn't know where the Patrick story was going to go, but I love it. <laughs> <laughs> love yes. For that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's, you know, and uh, 
Life is just so magical if you will allow it to be. And I know you know this or you, your show wouldn't be what it was but or what it is, but it's life really is meant to be so magical for us. Oh, every moment. Mm-hmm. And I say that and I live that. Yeah. It's just such a place to, you know, that moment when you sit there in that moment and you realize that. Yeah. Is magic. Yeah. It really is. It okay. really is. Should we bring the council in for even more magic? <laughs> <laughs> so if you're, if you've never experienced me channel the council before, I'm just going to close my eyes and take a couple of deep breaths. The first breath I take, I'm like, Oh, nothing's happening. The second breath I go, Oh, I'm pretty relaxed. The third breath, all of a sudden this connection is made. And it's like I go into this place above the clouds where it's just peaceful and quiet. And it's like I meet them there and then they will begin. And you'll notice that my eyes are closed the whole time. If it feels good to you to close your eyes, do so. My voice changes a little bit. The cadence of my voice changes a little bit. You know, just really allow yourself to take it in. I am aware of what they're saying. I'm really just translating these incredibly powerful blocks of streaming consciousness that are coming through into words that align with the frequency of what they're saying. So I'm aware of what's going on, but I'm usually just trying to keep up with what they're they're bringing through to bring it through as clearly to you. So yeah, let's just have some fun and, you know, we'll, we'll see how long their message goes. Feel free to ask them any questions and, you know, maybe when they're complete, we just kind of allow everybody to be in the energy of what came through and uh, end the interview around there. So love it. Thank you. Ah, thank you. All right, here we go. We are so pleased and delighted to have the opportunity to speak with you on this fine and glorious day, our dear beloved friend. And dear, beloved friends, we remind you that while our words to you are important, this is a vibrational experience of remembering the truth of who you really are and why you are here and all that you intended when you chose this magnificent life experience, because we assure you, your life is meant to be so very good for you. You are here in this magnificent physical form for the realization of your soul's desires expressed fully in the world, in your world, as you allow yourself to be the powerful creator of your reality. You are creator within your own creation and you truly can allow yourself to be everything you wish it to be. You have pure potential and infinite possibilities here for you in every moment. If you will allow yourself into a state of pure love for yourself, for others, and for the world around you, you will begin to experience life from a higher level of awareness with a grander view of all that's going on here. You will experience yourself as consciousness in a higher level of consciousness. And you will go beyond 
the lack, the limitation, the fear, the separation that you have experienced as part of lower dimensions of consciousness when your vibration and frequency was not what it is in this moment and all that you have expanded into through your vibration and your consciousness. You have never been to this place before. You've never had the power you have now. You've never had the awareness you have now. Everything in your life is going to a new level. Your relationships, your body, your well-being, your abundance, your level of freedom, your level of joy. Everything is coming into this new energy, this new consciousness that is all here for you. And it only makes sense that your experience would begin to look very new and very expansive and very abundant and very beautiful to you. You are either in allowing, and we say the instant manifestation of allowing is joy. You will know you are in a state of allowing when you feel joy. You will know you're in a state of being when you feel love. And all we ask of you is to be aware of whether you're allowing or you're doubting and denying with your thoughts and your stories and your limited beliefs and your habits of imposing lack and limitation upon yourself and what is possible for you. As big as you can dream, dear master, it is here for you. In fact, most of you think you came up with the dreams and desires in your heart, but we tell you, you are here to be the highest expression of your soul's desires in form. And you're here to realize the highest expression of your soul's desires in form. Those dreams, those desires, the really big ones, the ones that are so deep within your heart, they were not your idea from your mental thinking mind. They were inspirations, visions that were placed in your heart by your soul so that you could truly realize your highest potential and all that is possible for you. And we tell you, you are here at the greatest time. You are here during the greatest transformation of human consciousness that has ever existed. You drew all of this to you. And as you live your life to the fullest, as you realize your masterpiece and your soul's desires in form, you are creating new pathways of potential and possibility for all of humankind, if it is their choosing, to elevate themselves into a higher level of awareness and consciousness for themselves too, where they realize the freedom, the abundance, the well-being, the joy, the love, the beauty that is you, that is within you, and that has been here all along. Our foundational teaching is that you are everything you wish to be. You already are. It is all within you, and it always has been. So enjoy the grand adventure of becoming. Enjoy the beautiful journey 
of becoming. You are everything you wish to be. So enjoy the beauty and the miracles and the magic along the way because it's all here for you. Do you have any questions for us, our friend? When you talk about the grand awakening in the wisdom of the council from 2023 to 2027, what does that look like? It looks like you and all who are hearing this fully stepping into their power to be all that you are, to live fully and to love fully. And in you living the highest expression of all that you are and you living your highest potential and embodying your purpose in every moment. You are through your own consciousness and your own vibration, creating a portal for all who are ready to fully awaken to the truth within them too. We say you are way showers. You're not here to demand. You're not here to tell everyone what they should do. You're not here to save everyone. You're not here to save anyone. Everyone is also a divine, powerful, sovereign being just like you. You're not here to fix a broken world. You're here to live your greater calling and the most extraordinary existence. You are here to realize the dreams in your heart. You are here to create your life the way you want it to be. You are here to remember that you are creator within your own creation of reality. And then live fully, love fully, and be all that you are. And you will shine a light so brightly that you will begin to see in your own experience, your friends, your family, your coworkers, your community, awakening all around you. You will see those you never thought would awaken. Awakening right before your eyes. Because the secret to awakening is that anything that you love, no matter what it is, has the power to awaken you. And as you live in a state of pure love, as the unwavering, unconditional love that you are so pure, and that does not mean perfect. You are perfect. And yet your perfection here is not required. We use the word pure as a innocence and a knowing. You are innocent, all-knowing, unwavering love. And you're not doing anything but just being in the presence of another, in that state of love that you are, everyone and everything around you begins to awaken right before your eyes. There is a far greater purpose for earth and its inhabitants 
in this vast and glorious universe as you become an awakened human family. Now, that doesn't mean you all choose the same things. It is not about you all choosing the exact same way of eating. It is not you all choosing the same beliefs. It is not you all choosing to do everything the same way. But it is you awakening to the power within you as creator within your own creation. And from there, it's a grand celebration of each of you and your own creations. Do you understand? Yes, thank you so much. Indeed. Do you have any more questions? No, that is perfect. Thank you. Mm. Oh, we have enjoyed the opportunity to be here with you. And indeed, you are us. And we are you. And we come forth. Because you never intended to forget the love that you are, the power you have, the radiance, the brilliance, the perfection that is you. You came here to awaken and then fully come into realization, the integration of every part of you, and then live right here, right now, and forevermore as the realized master that you are, living in the realization of your masterpiece, living in the realization of your biggest dreams as your reality. Living in the realization that the dreams in your heart are the experience that you have chosen. And therefore, you have realized them into form as your reality, as your experience. We are always with you. We are always available to you. We love you. We love you. We love you. And with that, we are complete. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you. This has just been amazing. I really appreciate it. So much love to you. No, thank you so much. So much love to you and what you do in this world. Thank you. Thank you you for listening to the Uncover Your Magic podcast today. If you are inspired by what you heard today, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, please subscribe, rate, and review this show on your favorite podcast player. If you would like to connect with me with any questions, comments, or feedback, please contact me at the Uncover Your Magic website. Thank you so much for listening, and don't forget, always look for the magic.